Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, it's Gina with Sidewalk Hello. Talk. Watch out. <laughs> this is one half of Pixel Terror. Yes. Aria. Hey. Say hello, hello. Hi, guys. All right. You're from LA, right? Yes. I was born and raised in LA my whole entire life. Where in LA? And I haven't left. Uh, more like the Beverly Hills area. So, like, yeah, over there. I haven't really moved much. Okay. How would your friends and family describe you growing up? Growing up, I was also, I was like a little bit of a jokester. Uh -huh. I guess I always get into a little bit of trouble in school. Um, oh, I didn't really no. take like. Oh yeah, when Did I was you young, get I didn't take all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I got detention a couple of times. I wasn't anything too crazy. I wasn't like, um, like doing anything wrong. I was just mostly just like joking around or like. So you're the clown of the class. I was like a class clown a little oh, bit. Oh okay. Okay. Uh, obviously now I'm a lot more like quiet, <laughs> a lot more. Uh, I try to be a lot more polite and not like distracting in school, take things a little bit more seriously. Uh, but growing up, yeah, I was definitely like slacking off a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very, very not like what my personality is right now, I would say. But uh, childhood was great, had a lot of friends, uh, warm, amazing family. Uh, music came to the picture more so uh, in like middle school, so like around 13. Um, oh, that was pretty early. Pretty early, yeah. Uh, but I wasn't like, you know, how in like those other interviews, they're just like, yeah, he started out doing music when he was five years old. He would always play with the pots and pans, like drums. Like, no, uh, I was more just like, 13 years old. I was like any other kid listening to music on my iPod, my iPod Shuffle. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of stemmed from there. Were your parents supportive with your music decision? So like, they, where did you get your creative side from? My mom says that I got from my uncle. I don't know though because like I haven't seen my uncle in a while. Like he lives in over in Israel, so I don't see him that often. But she said like it's kind of in our genes. But uh, with that in mind, I think I'm the only person that does music in like my whole immediate family. Mm -hmm. um, it. I honestly don't know how it stemmed because yeah, we are creative in a sense, but none of us do music. Oh, okay. Like, so, like, what is your what do your parents do? So, my father, he does uh, more clothing and real estate and like a couple other things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And then my mom is a stay-at-home mom. She takes care of my little brother and all of us. Um, but like, yeah, nothing, nothing that has to do with music. It was a lot. Oh, really? It was a lot on my own. Were you, did you grow up in a strict family? Because I know you're Persian, right? <laughs> I am so Persian. So I know per <laughs> no, actually, sometimes Persian families can uh -huh. be as strict, like um, similar to Asian families. Like well, somewhat. I know that you've, you've definitely heard like among strict families that you're either like a lawyer, a doctor, or a disappointment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a disappointment. But no, my family. So yeah, my family is. My family is very supportive of my music career. Uh, I'm still in school, so I'm still uh, I'm in my last year of college. And what are you studying? I'm studying business. Oh, okay. Which is there a, a specific focus in business? No. Or just as business of now, it's just regular business administration. Okay. Uh, I take marketing classes, which is pretty applicable to the music industry. Mm -hmm. I hope to take some music industry like electives next semester, but for the most part, it's just 
good old-fashioned business finance accounting. Nice. The whole mishmash of that. Um, but yeah, my family has been very supportive. I think, I think as long as I stay in school and it doesn't get too much into the way of like my education, I can right. do whatever the hell I want with music. So when you told them that you're going to go into, so I assume that you're doing music full time. It is full time. Of course, I'm still in school, so yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do both. So how is that balancing school and um, music? So all my free time outside of school and studying and homework is to music. Like me and Bentley meet as much as possible. Even when we're not meeting for studio sessions or anything like that, I'm like trying new things to like push the music, finish the music, uh, music production. I have my laptop with me so even in between classes I'm working on music. So I try to like think of every single pocket I have and try to fill that wow. with music so here. So it's you have no free time. I well the free I mean thankfully music is a fun thing to do. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I'm like doing mundane work. Right. And like I have a, like I'm privileged enough to like have the ability to even do that in like alongside school. Mm -hmm. um, but there have been times where for example I couldn't go to a show and I had to let Bentley go on his own because I had like a midterm or a test or a big project I had to do uh -huh. um, it's time times like that where being a duo is oh. good Ooh, watch out ice cream it's times like that where being a duo is good uh, right especially right. because then it, you don't have to put it on hold yeah because right. we always have one person working on it right you now two minds are better than one that's true a lot of people are asking if there are any cons to being a duo Constantly being a duo. Okay, I think besides the amazing benefits that come with being a duo, mm -hmm. which I can't even begin to get into, I think the biggest con is that two people, when there is somewhat of a disagreement, whether it be like, for example, me and Bentley are still trying to figure out like the track list for our next EP, or like where to focus our efforts towards, whether it be like collabs or like a new music, like we want to do, we want to try on new genres, mm -hmm. and like should we like dive into that or should we dive into more like uh, music with bigger people and people that we actually like mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to disagreements like that it can get a little tough because there's not like one mediator right so we both have like our opposing views sometimes and like one vote for this thing one vote for that thing there's no like tiebreaker always right uh, so there's a lot I mean arguments and conflict is inevitable but like sometimes we really have to like talk it out mm -hmm. so of course we do we do uh, come to a consensus in the end and we do get along which is great <laughs> and we do do our stuff we do do our jobs very well okay so Bentley uh, so he yeah. was a talent booker and he reached yes. out to you through SoundCloud how'd you know that I read about it, read about it. okay yeah so uh, tell me like really is this a joke or <laughs> No, well, he wasn't necessarily a talent booker. Uh, well, he was a talent booker for like a small thing. Mm -hmm. He did. Uh, I'm sure he's going to dive into this so much more yeah, when, yeah. You, when you interview him. But he used to do this event called Revolt, and okay. it was like a. It started out as like a small event thing where there was like a designated night every week, and uh, he would book acts that like DJs and like producers who actually made their own music for one, uh -huh. uh, but also that maybe didn't have the biggest following, but he himself found the music to be really dope. So he wanted to showcase people 
who made great music, mm -hmm. maybe didn't have that much of a real life following. So he reached out to me on SoundCloud, which he uh, calls the Tinder for DJs. <laughs> I read that, I thought that yeah. was so funny. It's so true though. It is, yes. Lots yeah. of DJs link up because of SoundCloud. It's a very nice, mm -hmm. nice platform. Yep. So he reached out to me, he's like, oh, are you in LA? I'm like, yes. I was like so happy that anyone recognized me. I had like 300 followers on SoundCloud. And uh, how old were you? I believe I was either 17 or 18. Oh, okay. maybe 18. So, okay. Yeah, with that, like, there was a really hard to play in like the clubs and the venues that we were I know, playing at. Right? I had to like borrow my cousin's ID to get into those places and like pretend that that was someone <laughs> not. Uh, but yeah, he, he reached me, he uh, hit me up on SoundCloud, and he asked me to play the show. And I was stoked. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll play all my great like music that no one's heard before. Mm -hmm. And I got there and I opened up and there was no one there, of course. It was small. I was opening doors. Uh, but either way, like we stayed friends and we got in the studio together soon after. And we made some music together. It was cool. Uh, it was being well received. One of our first remixes together, like as individuals collaborating on a remix, was for Jackal's Animal Style. And that was a big record that was on Mad Decent. And mm -hmm. that remix got on Mad Decent officially. Oh, cool. And we didn't like even saw BNC anything coming with that. Like we just made the song, we sent it to Jackal. He's like, I love it. And it became an official thing. And you know, over time, things like that and like other things that just kind of like kept so us going. So it was kind of random. He was like, yo, or was it who came up with the idea to come together and start the duo. Yeah, so we, we kept making music consistently, and then at some point he's like, hey, Slushy, this is whenever Slushy and Marshmallow and everyone started being like a thing. Oh, They're yeah. like, everyone's doing like a whole brand behind their music. Like, it's cool that we're making dope music, but I feel like people need to resonate with us together. So why don't we just start like a little project? Wasn't anything too crazy, not much thought put into it. And then Bentley, then we were like, we were looking and Bentley's like, I don't want to do like a food. I don't want to do like like an inanimate object like a slushy or a marshmallow. <laughs> and we like played around with some ideas. He's like, why don't we just make our characters look cute and use that. Yeah. And we ended up on the name Pixel Terror because he just like, woke up. Apparently, or he woke up in a dream That's and so that random. name popped his head. And oh, let's go through there. He so the like... project itself is three years, mm -hmm. maybe coming on its fourth. Right. So like two. 2015, 2016. That's oh, okay. when we started. And your parents were totally fine with it as I long mean, as when we started, it was we didn't think anything of it. We're just like, oh, we make cool music. Let's put a name behind it. Let's put a let's put like a face to the picture with our characters. So when did you tell your parents that? Hey, by the way, we came up with this <laughs> thing, and <laughs> I think I'm gonna go full on with it. Well, they like saw it, and they they're like, why the hell is this guy coming to our house every day? <laughs> oh they. God. I mean, of course, my mom loves Bentley now, like yeah, second right? son. Yeah. Uh, but we work predominantly for my studio, a little bedroom studio. Uh huh. And uh, he used to come all the time, so yeah. she kind of got the gist that we were working on something. Yeah. And my parents are very like, they don't know anything about. They're very sheltered when it comes to music. Mm hmm. Oh really yeah. Know much. So, like, do they know about EDM now that you're doing it? Do they, they know listen I make, to your stuff? They know I make construction noises. With my music, it's very. They like, know aggressive. that you make construction noises. <laughs> yes, so it's very, very. <laughs> is that how aggressive they... music? Yeah. Like I, the, I describe my music as something that I can't really show 
like my grandma. <laughs> you know, like she won't like understand it. Some like you should, you should, yeah, and, and like, record her reaction. It's kind of like a, you know, it's more based. It's more towards people who are younger who are a little bit more right with the EDM culture right. and a little bit more involved with yeah. bass music. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they they understand that I like it and they see the opportunities that come. Like I. Like my parents aren't strict at all, thankfully. Mm -hmm. So like sometimes my mom calls me and like we're out and like I remember we went to Maryland one time and she called me, she's like, Alright, where are you? I'm like, Oh, I'm in Maryland. You <laughs> could just wow. And she's like, Why? And I'm like, Oh, I'm playing at a show. She's like, Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh my god, if I just told my mom that she would freak out. Yeah. She oh. sees the she sees the opportunities that come with it. She sees the That's shows. Awesome. Uh she sees that I'm not buying a hotel room and like they're giving me a hotel room so it's like she she knows something's coming of it that's good what do you think's your biggest struggle outside of obviously balancing um school and music uh outside of struggling okay so i think my biggest struggle right now is i'm trying for i'm like really trying to push pixel tear as much as we can mm -hmm. like right now very soon because I'm putting a lot of my time and energy into it, and I want. I obviously like. I love the music, and I love doing it. But I want to make a career out of it, right? Somewhat. And ha are there any, well, <laughs> tips and tricks you could share on I how mean, to push give it? Me tips and tricks. I think that <laughs> believing in yourself, making the music you want to make, mm -hmm. and um, just reaching as many like different audiences you can. I know people who actually listen to our music here that we, we dabble in different genres. It's not all yeah. dubstep. We do dubstep, we do uh, mid-tempo. Mm -hmm. We did a house tune uh, a few months back. So we're really trying to hit all corners and make the music we want to make. Right. We don't want to put ourselves in a hole and just like feel like we have to conform to one genre necessarily. I'm sure all DJs say this, but we don't want to like conform to necessarily like one style. Right. You want to keep the integrity of Pixel Tear, the mm -hmm. sound design, the music, the sound, all that. So if you're talking to any up-and-coming artists, how would you, like, what advice would you give them? Um, find, first of all, develop your music. Obviously mm -hmm. you have to, you know, you have your taste, but the technical abilities aren't always there in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So uh, hone your craft, of course. But once you feel like you're at a good place, and your music speaks for itself, and you're struggling more so with the promotion, the marketing, the getting the music out there part, as opposed to the production part, maybe find a label that suits you, something that you know maybe has like a similar sound. Like with us, uh, before we joined Monster Cat, we aimed for Monster Cat. We were like, okay, Monster Cat is great, the music is very our style, we're very colorful, uh, Monster Cat is very video game oriented. Mm -hmm. uh, I think our music would be a great fit, uh, branding wise, sound wise. So we used to send all of our demos to Monster Cat. You, you sent multiple tracks to Monster Cat yes. before you even got any uh -huh. uh, I response. Love, this is my favorite. I, yes. So Monster Cat, we a sent. A few or a lot? We sent 12 demos over to Monster yeah. Cat, and every single one got rejected at first. Mm -hmm. We sent. We kept sending to uh, our good friends and uh, appointed A and R Sasha Vibes, a great man. Uh, he used to always tell us like, "Oh, send us demos, send us demos, send us demos," and we would send demos. Okay, uh, we sent him like four, four more, eight, and then like at one point we just kept sending them demos, and he just said like, "No, it's not really a good fit right now." 
but keep sending more. He would say that. He's like, keep sending more. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember one time, oh, this is this was the whole, the big thing that happened that kind of like stopped our growth for like a second. Actually, it didn't stop our growth. It was like a little big of a tragic moment in Pixel Tear history. A tragic moment in Pixel Tear? A tragic moment in Pixel Tear history. Uh, How that far was, along until your uh, So that project. was actually when I lost my laptop. Uh, my laptop got yeah. stolen. What? Yes. When? This was December of 2017 Where? or something. So we just got back from, not even not 2017, 2018 possibly, <gasps> last year. Oh my God, that is tragic. Three years? I don't know. That's so sad. I don't know, it's, it's in the past. That's but like a producer's worst nightmare. Yeah, especially when you don't back up your hard drive. So oh no. for all the producers out there, back up back your up whole me. entire computer. Wow. Three times. Three Keep them in three different places. Wow. Under your bed, in a box <laughs> under the ocean. <laughs> um, just, just hide your. Just keep them safe. Oh my god! Safe. So you lost your laptop. So I lost my laptop right before we sent a bunch of demos over to Monster Cat that all got rejected, also, and uh, it sucked because all of our past projects, uh, numerous demos, just like a lot of my like. Did Bentley sounds. not have it on his stuff? No, I mean Bentley did have some music, but like. We work a lot from my computer because, like, I'm a little bit more of like the technical side. So oh, I, okay. I, I like mix and master the songs. He's like, the I, more art, so he, like artsy guy. He draws and stuff. He does the well. He does a lot more than just the art stuff. Yeah, he does right. the music too, but like <laughs> right, a lot obviously. of the, but like a lot of the music like comes onto my computer after, uh-huh. and like we kind of develop it from there. So a lot of the material was on my laptop, oh, and yeah, okay. I got stolen. Yeah, someone broke into our friend's car, and this was right after we came back from Seattle. So we went to the airport, and we're like, oh, we're hungry. So we parked the car. I left. I was like, "Oh, I'm home safe. Like, I don't have to hold my backpack." I left. This is in, in L.A. This is in L.A. Oh my god! And we were getting Tatsu, you know, Tatsu ramen, and someone broke into the car and took my whole entire backpack with two different laptops, including my current laptop. What? So it was a little bit of sun growth, and I was very depressed. Uh, Seriously? But, yeah, but I'm we, so sorry that But happened. like, they didn't steal me. They stole my computer. So <laughs> we, I got a new one. A little bit after uh-huh. and on that computer we made Contra and Machina that both got signed to Monster Cat oh, very nice. soon after. What's next for Pixel Terror? Okay so on the radar right now of course more shows, more music. Red Rocks. Red Rocks is coming up with Millennium and Keizo is coming up on Halloween in Vegas. What? Uh, so a lot of great things are yeah. happening. Um, Hopefully another show in December in LA, very big. Don't want to spoil it and don't want to I jinx wanna it. I want to know. I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it's not know. confirmed, so I can't really say much about it. Okay. Uh, but I think uh, the most in the most closest in the future thing is our Monster Cat EP, which we've been working really long and hard for. Uh, we are approaching the final steps of mixing and mastering everything mm-hmm. and finishing up the like the last final details of do you mix song. and master all your stuff yes awesome and i <laughs> i kill myself that's awesome that. it's hard but it's it's rewarding because yeah, i like seriously. i like trying new things yeah thank you uh <laughs> and then after that i think we want to try some new genres maybe a house ep mm. maybe a little bit of a sidestep cool try to figure out some new some new projects we can work on so uh-huh. yeah House EP is on the horizon, hopefully. Awesome. Or house album, I don't know. We're, we're still figuring it out. Album. That's so far in the future. Yeah. But that's where we've been heading. Cool, cool. 
Yeah, so back mm -hmm. to the... What are we, I want to be remembered for? What do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for... Being awesome. Well, besides being awesome, <laughs> I think what I want to do in the future is kind of influence... I want to be a trendsetter at some point. I want to be able to say that... I want people to say like, oh, that kind of sounds like Pixel Terror. Like, I want us to pioneer the new sound. I love that. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Arya. One half of Pixel Terror. The better half. The better. <laughs> the better half. I, I hope he. I hope he hears. I hope he hears that. <laughs> We're gonna Sorry. do the end, which are fan questions uh -huh. with Arya. All right. From Elias, Elias the Dick. Should I move to LA? for Icon Collective or take a gap year and learn on my own? Uh, well, I don't know where you are from. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you're in a great place that thrives. I mean, I think if you're starting from scratch, I didn't do Icon Collective. I've heard really good things about Icon Collective. <laughs> so yeah, I, didn't, I personally didn't do Icon Collective, um, but there are so many resources online to learn how to do music production at this point. Uh, it really depends on what kind of person you are and what works for you. If you're someone that maybe needs like an organized schedule and someone that needs like the motivation, then Icon Collective can be good in that sense where you have like a set curriculum. Otherwise, if you think you're like confident enough and you think you can keep at it yourself, there's a wealth of information out there. Uh, with me, uh, I started a little bit early, so it was a little bit harder to find the resources. I know nowadays there are so many online classes uh, like Icon, but I know like Semax had the whole academy thing. Uh, but there's so many resources online, live streams like Virtual Riot, uh, NASCO does a really cool live stream. So uh, there's a lot of online resources as well. I think it just kind of depends on your motivation and how you work, really. Um, Robert, zip it, please favorite ice cream oh salt and straw easily we were we actually just passed by what, it is the what, best ice cream ever is it ever. just one ice cream no oh, okay. bunch of different flavors um, that way gr joe <laughs> gr joe okay um dream collab question mark dream collab swedish house mafia oh <laughs> uh no so well, yeah of course i love swedish house mafia um, dream collab would probably be uh, love Virtual Riot, uh, really big fan of his sound design. Um, Dream Club would probably be The Weeknd, honestly. That would be, that would be amazing. Maybe if I were day. to choose one, it'd be like Billie Eilish or Billie Khaled. Eilish is really good, Khalid's really um, good also. Turlik Tar Tariq, uh -huh. why do all your Monster Cast Cat releases end with an A? Because my name ends in an A. Is that really? Are you? I mean, yeah, obviously, but do yeah. you, did you know that it was, did you purposely do that? All of our Monster Cat songs end in A, I never even noticed. Yeah, so apparently this guy did, which is, which is pretty no, it's impressive. A thing. It's, a, it's a little thing we do. Yeah. It's a little tradition. Uh, the, so Contra and Machina were our first two songs that got signed to Monster Cat, mm -hmm. and we didn't notice that they both ended in an A, so we're like, okay, let's keep it going. Um, and lastly... Toro Hector, why Monster Cat and Welcome? See, this is heavy. Don't That's walk heavy. into the pole. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Which way do you want to go? This way. That was the last question. Okay, so, uh, so Monster Cat, I, I talked about it. Um, 
really great, 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 great label. One of the best labels we worked with. Uh, they're very nice, uh, very smart about their strategy, very well-oiled machine, as Sasha says. Um, I think why we were so drawn to Monster Cat was because our sound and our look uh, is very in line with what they typically promote and what they their brand themselves. So it was like a match made in heaven. Um, and we love to release the more like ethereal and more video gamey. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Right, cool. <laughs> the more ethereal and more video gamey type music that we make. And then welcome. We make a lot of very hard dubstep and very hard music in general. And us being big fans of Keizo, big fans of the different people on there and collaborating with other people like J-Code who are also on the label, uh, there was a really good outlet to kind of showcase our really like more aggressive dubstep and aggressive bass music. And they're really cool as well. We love Keizo. Uh, we love just everyone on the label. And we hope to release some more music with them soon. Alrighty. Cool. Um, so sorry guys if Arya's missing like half a head. Uh, that's my fault for being so short. But yeah, thank you guys. Bye guys.